Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Last Tuesday, ProPublica's Jeremy Kohler published a report about the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Chief, Robert Tracy. Its focus, Tracy's salary and where it comes from. Of the $275,000 a year the St. Louis Police Chief makes, 100000 of it is paid by a local foundation. That's got some people wondering whether that unusual arrangement influences Chief Tracy's work. And Jeremy Kohler joins us now to talk about that. Jeremy, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Elaine. Now, the St. Louis Police Foundation is the nonprofit we're we're talking about here, and it has donated cash to the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department in the past. Why is what's happening with the police chief's pay different and an issue of concern now, Jeremy? Right. The St. Louis Police Foundation has been around since 2007. Uh, They typically donate... uh, a couple of million to the St. Louis Police Department and also for the past eight or so years to the county police department. Um, it's usually uh, gifts in kind. It's they, they don't actually give the police department the money. They'll, they'll physically buy the police cars or the shields. Um, what makes this different? Uh, I talked to experts all over the country in policing and public administration, and they said it's just unheard of for a public official to accept a salary from, uh, from a private group. Mm-hmm. Um, it it, it raises questions about independence. And, you know, even if there's no evidence of corruption or influence, um, it still just has leaves this constant question of whether these people have more access to the chief and some ability to kind of direct public policy in a way that you or I or somebody else on the street wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so the, the amount that they're giving is not so much the issue. It's more about some of the the problematic things that could come up attached to it. Well, I think it's both. Uh, it's a significant amount of money. It's a it's a, it's a large salary for for just about anyone on mm-hmm. its own, and it's thirty five percent of of what the chief makes for for being chief. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about who's concerned about this influence and who isn't. For instance, you quoted Megan Green, who's the president of the Board of Aldermen and the second highest ranking official behind Mayor Tashar Jones. What did she have to say to you? She and other aldermen said they they don't know what kind of influence uh, that is, uh, you know, Chief Tracy faces from outside the department, for us, uh, outside city government on a day-to-day basis. Um, they don't know to what extent other people have his ear. Um, they also don't know why the city, uh, the, the mayor's office and the search firm went this direction. Um, uh, an extra $100,000 is not a lot of money um, for the city. The city police budget is $189 million per year. Um, the It doesn't appear that the mayor's office, the city ever explored simply just paying the chief more paying the chief a competitive salary. Mm-hmm. Isn't there something that has come up about um, some some parity? It's in the charter that if the, the, the fire chief has to make whatever the police chief makes um, and and certain ranks in the fire department have to make 
the same as certain ranks in the police department. So um, unless they change the charter, uh, they would have to pay the fire chief the same salary as the as the police chief. Mm-hmm. Now, your ProPublica story, it came out last week, as we had mentioned. And on this show, on Friday, STLPR's Jason Rosenbaum asked Mayor Tashara Jones about this situation. And he specifically asked whether she had confidence that the foundation had no undue influence on Chief Tracy. And here's what she said. I absolutely do, because if you read the contract, um, which has also been out in the public, is that the police foundation is asking him to be present at community meetings and do an annual community report. That's, But that's already in Chief Tracy's blood. That's what he does. And Jones further addressed that pay parity issue uh, and said that the city on its own would not be able to afford top talent in a police chief. The average police chief salary around the country for a city our size is in the 200s. And if we want to attract talent, um, then we have to uh, we have to find innovative ways in order to do so. So, Jeremy, what do you make of the mayor's response there? (laughs) They keep saying that uh, it's about attracting talent. And I think that there would be some truth to that if they had advertised the position at 275000 um, or that any person applying interested in the job in the department or around the country who would see the job posting would say, that's really, you know, it's a challenging job. But for 275000 you know, I, I, I'm interested in, in taking that job. Um, they didn't, the $100,000 that the foundation put up did not come up until September of 22 when the the search process was was almost finished they were you know finalizing their search on on four finalists um, and so it's hard to see why they can say that this was about attracting talent when mm-hmm. nobody knew that this money was on the table until until the day that chief tracy was hired yeah so I mean, could it be argued that it was about maintaining or or keeping the potential talent that they had identified? Or is this just going back to like when that information was publicly available? And so saying that they're attracting, they're trying to attract top talent, it it doesn't hold as much water because of the timing of it? Yeah. I mean, certainly... um you know, a candidate who you're going to offer the job to for, for 275 when if they expected the job was going to pay 175 that might go a long way toward them keep, you know, wanting to hold on to the job and stay and mm-hmm. not leave for a better offer. Now, we talked about the potential for undue influence here. I mean, in what ways would the foundation having an ear, having the ear of Chief Tracy be a bad thing? Well, it's it's not necessarily that it could be a bad thing. It it, it could be a good thing, but uh, it's 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 just raises questions about the fairness of of how these decisions are made. Um, I, the one thing that you can point to that um, Chief Tracy worked with the foundation on this year is the uh, the foundation last year uh, gave the city about eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars to pay overtime for downtown patrols mm-hmm. and. At the time, the foundation said, this is Chief Tracy asked for this. And Chief Tracy was asked, why downtown? And he said, well, downtown is a gathering place, and we want people to feel safe there. Um, Those are good answers. But, um, you know, I talked to, uh, like, former Alderman Joe Vaccaro, and he said, I'm not buying that. There are lots of murders in my neighborhood. You know, it's... 
people you have a financial relationship with this group of course you're going to put the officers where where they ask where where it would benefit them mm-hmm. um, and so I just think it, it's it's more of a fairness question yeah and what is it that other critics of this arrangement said that they want to see happen uh, I don't know that anyone has said what they want to see happen. Um, I think that the critics of this arrangement have said it's just it's unheard of in American policing, um, and that it raises questions about fairness and influence. Mm-hmm. And were there, you know, there's one of the alder people, um, Sharon Tyus, was very much uh, against this. And she's a longtime alder woman who, like Joe Vaccaro, represents an area where there's a lot of crime that has affected the residents there. And her question was, you know, who else can pay the chief? Can the criminals get together and pay the chief? I mean, to what extent was that rhetorical? Uh, I think uh, I think it is, you know, obviously an absurd scenario, but it's actually it's a fa- it's fair to ask um, if, you know, if if a group of business owners can get together and pay the chief, then can any group get together and pay the chief? And then what would the what would they want the department to do in return for the money that they're providing? Mm-hmm. And very quickly here as we wrap, you know, what is your general impression of Chief Tracy's tenure so far? I mean, violent crime numbers are down. Yeah, you know, I'm not very good at, at report cards on uh, public officials. Um, I think it's encouraging news if crime is down, um, the department controls the statistics. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't know um, how that'll bear out over time, um, but I just have no way of evaluating it. Okay. Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.